This is the FloridaHSFootball.com podcast, bringing you closer to all the action on Florida's home of high school football and girls flag football with amazing interviews and the latest news and events. You can follow us on Twitter at FLAHSFootball and by liking and following us on Facebook and Instagram at FloridaHSFootball. Want to drop us a message? Send us an email to football at FloridaHSFootball.com or by downloading the Anchor.fm app and leaving us a voicemail on our podcast page. Now, here's your host, the founder and publisher of FloridaHSFootball.com, Joshua Wilson. This preseason coaches interview podcast on FloridaHSFootball.com is brought to you by the Florida Athletic Coaches Association, the Florida High School 7v7 Association, ScoreStream, BSN Sports, First Down Playbook, Anytime Fitness of Gainesville, and Fox Sports Florida's Under the Lights Florida High School Football Final, airing Monday nights at 6 p.m. Eastern during the 2019 Florida High School football season. We also want to thank the Florida High School Athletic Association, Four Quarters Online, Baker Sporting Goods, and the Miami Dolphins for everything they did in supporting high school football media days for the student-athletes in Florida this preseason. Enjoy the interview. Joining me now on the FloridaHSFootball.com podcast from the 2019 North Central Florida High School Football Media Day is the head coach of the Columbia Tigers, Brian Allen. Coach Allen, appreciate you stopping by to talk Columbia football. I mean, uh, I know uh, you, you got an exciting 2019 season coming up, but uh, first to look back real quick on the 2018, a pretty successful year, but probably not as successful as what you want. You know, the mentality that you you have instilled on your Tigers, hey, you, you want to go out and try to go win a state championship each and every year so you know looking at that you you know the, the playoff run kind of came to an end earlier than y'all wanted to um but what, what do you learn take from that particular part to instill on your players you know especially the fact that you know y'all are dropping a classification going into this this season what, what do you do to go into with that particular the lessons learned yeah well the main thing is this is is there's a, a program that we run so you go right back to uh, what you do as far as the program is con- concerned. You know, when the season ends, we give them a, about a month off. You know, we get right back in the weight room and get started with the off-season conditioning program, um, lifting in class, uh, which catapults you right in the spring ball. You start over uh, without the seniors that you've, that you've lost from the previous year. Last year, I think it was 23. So you got to go out and find who those guys are that, you know, are going to be the ones that fill those voids from the areas vacated by that group of seniors. Uh, you start getting them ready, take it into summer, get as, in, as conditioned as you can, you know, start your seven-on-seven seven stuff, get to a team camp here or there like we've done every year, and, and you come back to the drawing board. And, and those mistakes that you made last year as a coach, those mistakes you made last year as a player, you try to go into the next year uh, making sure that you have those areas ready in this upcoming season. You know, you look back at the Robert E. Lee second-round exit, you know, having a second quarterback ready 
um, gives you a better opportunity when when Jordan goes down. So you know that's been a focus focal point for me this year, is making sure that my number two guy uh, knows the system as good as Jordan, and, and uh, we have a chance if something happens unforeseen this season. And of course, we we, we know we, we we won't discuss totally of what happened with that Robert E. Lee game because there, there was some controversy there uh, surrounding that particular game. But um, you know, in, in that you you brought up you brought up Jordan Smith. He's your quarterback. He's your he's your, he's your starting quarterback pretty much. You know, at that particular point, you know, he's going to be one of your team leaders. Let's talk about a couple of your other team leaders. What are you going to expect out of these guys this year, especially the fact, you know, hey, you know, they're going to really need to step it up, especially in the fact, okay, new classification, new district, you know, there's some new faces, some, you know, familiar faces as well in this in this situation. Yeah, what took took this offseason as, a, as, you know, not only a, a time to strengthen these guys physically, uh, but also took it as a time to, to strengthen these guys mentally as well with their leadership. Uh, we had what we call was 15 weeks of leadership training where, you know, each day at the conclusion of practice, there was something that was read to them. Uh, having kids understand that everybody on the team can be a leader. Uh, when you look at it from the, the perspective uh, of, a, of, a, of a car engine or something that has so many different components that that engine can't function if each one of those components isn't serving its leadership purpose within it. And that's what's something that this offseason that we, we honed in on big time with our group was the leadership development and the way you think and, and all those different things uh, so that we can transition not only the physical side of the game on Friday nights, but we're also the mental side kicks in. Um, that was something that, that for me as a coach, you always hear the cliche about, you know, the game of football is 95 percent physical, mental, 5 percent physical. Well, if the game of football is more mental, uh, when you break it down into percentages, then you need to focus on that uh, mental part uh, at least as much as you do the physical part. I think so many programs get 100% of the 5% of the game, which is only the physical side, and they don't really touch in and tap in at all on the 95 or the 80 of the 20. However you use the percentage breakdown, you're not tapping in on the one that's the larger percentage. So you know, that was key uh, this offseason. I've, I've seen what we did for those 15 weeks, you know, from January moving into spring ball. I've seen it and the conversations of guys that are, are, are developing and understanding that they're leaders, the way they're leading their conversations, um, the way they're doing it by example is starting to, to change. And I think that's a, a beneficial thing that may be the, the thing that pushes us over the hump where, you know, we've had these exits early uh, in the playoffs that it may be the thing that gets us over the hump. Yeah. And, uh, and, and with that, um, you know, the, you got the new district this year. You could drop down the Class 6A. You're the largest school in Class 6A um, in, in that sense. Um, you know, looking at it, you know, you, your district is District 6A2. You, okay, so the district, you know, okay, it's you guys, Gainesville, Robert E. Lee, familiar district foe right there. You know, Gainesville you're familiar with playing them, you know, every year's rivalry game right there. And then, hey, Middleburg, who you all traditionally have had in the district, you know, over the years. That, that's your district. And, you know, at that particular point, we, I mean, you feel like you know just each of those opponents right there your other three district opponents there's are going to be each one's going to be tough in their own right yeah absolutely i mean gainesville especially when you're playing at their place it's citizen it's always an extremely tough place to play um it has been even since i was in high school something about that place that seemed like it has a mystique you know over the past three seasons lee has continually improved where that was a game that 
you know, wasn't a game for for a long time, but now it's absolutely a game each time, you know, we line up and we face each other. So uh, we're going to have to be prepared to play uh, both of those uh, teams and then throwing Middleburg in there um, that, you know, you, you never know what happens in the course of an offseason with any football team. Like I said, Lee went from a team that we had a ton of success with over the history of our program to all of a sudden they come in and they, they look as explosive as, as, as we have, you know, in any season in the past three. So Middleburg could be the same way. You know, the thing you have to do and the thing I have to do and this, this group of coaches that I have around me is we have to make sure that we have our guys prepared as best as we can prepare and let the tips fall as they may when we meet each other. And uh, and with that, uh, I know that scheduling has been a tough factor. So and, and with the new FHA RPI formula, what are your thoughts with that particular with, with this? Well, well, I've always been one even since the beginning of it. Um, coming out, you know, whether it's an, an excitement factor that other places have had to make high school football more exciting, um, to, 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 to have the fans more interested because of the the the, the different percentages and points that come out, you know, over the, the weeks. Um, I've always been consistent to you, you go out and you play the right teams and you win football games, you're going to be in the postseason. Uh, that philosophy's worked out for us for eight seasons, and I don't expect it to change in, in year nine that, you know, we're going to schedule worthy opponents because I believe you play worthy opponents in the regular season, you're better prepared in the postseason when you see the worthy opponents in the postseason. You know, the way the RPI deal works, there's going to be worthy opponents in the postseason uh, just from the sheer fact of how things work out. So if you want to be able to win, you want to be able to have an opportunity to win in, in postseason when those opponents are worthy, you better play worthy opponents uh, in the regular season. And, and with that, you know, look, looking at that, I know that the RPI, the RPI did have a factor on your scheduling because, you know, they had teams that couldn't schedule you or didn't want to schedule you and that fact. And you finally, you finally just a couple of days ago, finally just got a schedule that is 10 games complete. You know, I mean, the kickoff classic got moved into a week nine situation. Let's leading in that thing. So in that particular part, you know, you, you come out of the gate, Trinity Christian, Oakleaf, you know, then then you get, then, you know, you have Grant Technical, which is a, a new school, then Pine Forest, you know, that's a tough challenge right there. And you get, hey, then after that, by week, Gainesville, Madison County, Robert E. Lee, ING, Middleburg, North Marion. I mean, that, that's a tough schedule right there. And that, that that's that's one that I know that you, you, you had to work hard to get put together, you know, in, in that case. So which of those games would be the toughest at this point? I mean, it seems like almost all of them are tough in their own right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I, I think week one, you, you're playing a, a very good Trinity Christian uh, team that has been, you know, and we've, we've been able to hook up over the past few years and, and, and battle each other that not only is it going to help us uh, as we go into the thicket of this schedule and, and how tough it is, it's also going to help them because when you look at ours, heck, theirs is atrocious uh, with all the different uh, teams that they're playing this year. But that's going to prepare us, you know, equally as it's going to prepare them for the nine after our, our contest. So I'm excited, as, as, as always, each year, man, to be able to have this opportunity to get better as a coach. You know, those guys that I have on staff continue to get better by us playing better opponents and the exposure that our kids are getting from playing these quality opponents that they're being put on a, a stage, you know, not only through the state of Florida, but, but on a national stage that they're getting recognized that when colleges are coming in and they're looking at film, we're not playing teams that uh, are, 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 aren't 
worthy uh, to be played against and and they're not getting judged uh, from college coaches by playing teams that are lesser opponents but they're watching them play against kids that are going to play on Saturdays and Sundays and I think when you look at it from from, from that perspective um, when you're selling a kid to a college he's playing against a guy that you guys are recruiting or he's playing against a guy that is, is rated uh, th- these stars and whether it matters or not in my opinion about a kid and in, in, in stars right now it does in a lot of places so if, if my two star is going and having a ton of success against what has been quoted as a five star then obviously that's who he's going to be playing against at the next level he's probably worthy of being recruited the same way so I look at that you know also within the the, the factoring of, of playing a tough schedule that it doesn't only help you know with the RPI rate r- ranking but it also helps with what's ultimately ultimately my goal uh, as a as a head coach um is to put kids in school and help kids uh, go to school and, and get to know, the next level, basically. Absolutely, and and the next level, not just meaning college, college football, but having an NFL opportunity to go too. have have an opportunity to go get a college degree. That too, football yeah. is going to. I, I end. definitely agree yeah, with you on that. Football ends at some point, but that there for me. Hey, if you're preparing for the middle. next forty years, not the uh, next four years. Absolutely. So I've heard that a lot. The next forty years, not the next four absolutely. years. Absolutely. And uh, of course, in, in all that process. Um, you know, to wrap this up, you know, the, the, the put your thinking cap on here for a second. Uh, what, what is one FHA policy or bylaw you would want to change or maybe even something beyond that, like with, with the state legislature? Because I know that, you know, things have uh, there's a lot of things that are affecting high school athletics these days that, you know, that it, it's, it's trickled down down to that point where, hey, we have to factor in some of these issues. Yeah. And probably for me, I don't you know, I don't I don't try to be the one that that reinvents the wheel or rocks the boat that's not ever who I've I've been never will be who I am um but but I know one thing this uh year and it doesn't really affect me as much as it does other programs but you know you look into this spring practice I think uh, my backup quarterback because he's playing baseball at the time um wouldn't have been there and you know I could be in a situation um, in Lake City that, you know, my number one or number two quarterback in the future, uh, because they both play baseball and the baseball team is successful, won't be able to practice at all in spring football. That can become a problem. Um, my track team this year, where they made it to the to the state championship in track, I didn't have four of my DBs at practice, you know, three are college level uh, guys that have already had offers. So, you know, if there's anything uh, that may be able to be tweaked or fixed, and I don't remember over these eight seasons or nine springs now where I've had that situation before. So if if there's a something that can be tweaked where those sports aren't, I guess, running into each other to where, uh, again, if we say these student athletes, you want them to be able to play multi-sports, well, it's not fair in in the sense if he can't play the multiple sports because the one is running into the other season and a kid's not having an opportunity to do it. So that would be the one thing for me, I guess. All right. Coach Allen, appreciate you stopping by. Best of luck to the Columbia Tigers this season. Yes, sir. Thank you. Roll Tigers. Thank you.